My name's TJ. I'm here with my friends Colin and Dan. Uh, we are here to do the pre-draft uh, mock draft. Uh, spectacular. All things draft. Spectacular. Extravaganza. So, how you guys? How you guys doing tonight? Uh, well, it's 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 our Christmas, so I feel like I did when I was I don't know ten years old, ready to get whatever yeah whatever video game yeah. console was coming out at the time. Ten. 10 years of peak Christmas? Yeah. When did N64 come out? That was 96. That's probably... Sixth sixth grade, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, just about about that time. Yeah, I don't know. Peak Peak Christmas. Either way. I feel great. Dan, uh, you just just traveled up from North Carolina. You feeling good? Yeah, I was doing a a Dave Gettleman world tour. I wanted to get really in his headspace, so I was in North Carolina to to see what that's like, and and then drove right through uh, East Rutherford and... And back in Jersey now, so I I, uh, I can affirm that he will not be trading back no matter what because he is dense. You know, there's a lot of talk about that. Um, I, I even saw some stuff about trading up, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, for for I think they've stressed so much how it's like win this year, win this year, win this year. So I don't think we're gonna see any trades that are gonna, you know, uh, like. Improve the team in the long term. Choose picks this year or improve the team in the long term. I meant like, you know, they're not going to be getting second round picks for next year for trading down or anything like that. But that's just what I think. And uh, I don't try to jump in the head of Dave Gettleman too much because I like to keep my sanity like as well as it is right now, which is not great. So this is such a weird time, though, because you, I know we just automatically lean into the denseness of, of our history or recent history uh, especially of the gms but you know there's there's something to be gained by the cloak and dagger of saying one thing or the other and unfortunately is it it just covers gettleman regardless he can say whichever whichever way it goes oh that's what the plan was in the first place so if he says now oh yeah i I never liked why would i like to get fleeced if i trade back why would i ever do that (laughs) wink 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 maybe i'll do it this time no he won't do it this time (laughs) There's no I way. mean, I think there's a lot of teams that want quarterbacks, and there seems to be a lot of quarterbacks around that time. And if there's somebody left on the board, I could definitely see like a Bears or Patriots wanting to move up. I mean, we'll, we'll find out. But yeah, probably not likely. And he's never traded down, not just in the first round, but any round ever. And what, 54 picks? How many picks does he? Something like that. Yeah. That's I impressive. Mean, wh- where, where does he get off, though, about this, this fleece he idea? He doesn't pick up the phone, man. Well, he just doesn't pick up the phone. People, you know, he got fleeced when he traded up for DeAndre Baker. Maybe that's why he's feeling upset. He got fleeced when he picked Saquon. Oh, well, that's a whole other uh, topic. By the way, why have I seen Saquon's draft card like on my Instagram, like five different Giants feeds? I'll post it. I'm like, there's so many better picks that have been made in the past. <laughs> Can I see like Eli's draft card from the Chargers? I'd rather see that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so let, let's hop into it. So basically what we're going to do today is we're going to run a mock draft simulator um, and we're going to make our picks. They're not, might not always be the same as each other, but they could be. And we're just going to kind of have a little bit of fun with this. And like Colin said, we've always looked forward to the draft every year. It's one of our favorite things in football. Um, always a good time when we were hanging out with our buddies in college and getting together when, when we were allowed to do that sort of thing. 
So definitely a lot of fondness for the draft in this group. Um, if I just want to briefly mention, you know, what positions of need the Giants are really looking at. So it, and I think you guys, you know, if you have anything else, add on, obviously, but offensive line, edge, tight end, defensive line. I think wide receiver and cornerback are on there, but lower priority since the Giants filled those holes with Kenny Galladay and Dory Jackson. Um, I mean, it looks like they're really going to need help along the line. <laughs> There's losing Zeitler. They're going to need someone on the interior. Uh, Solder is a question mark. I think Pert is a question mark coming in and competing for that spot on the right side. Um, center, I think Nick Gates was starting to come into his own. So uh, I think that's somewhat solidified. Um, edge rusher, the guy that's really don't have anybody. Um, they they got Odenigbo from the Vikings. I know they also got Kyle Rudolph from the Vikings with tight end, but he's might be a little gassed or washed at this point. Um, what are you guys thinking about what positions exactly they should target, you know, in the first round and beyond, um, Colin? I mean, I am all about the offensive line. I think it's like my first, it, it's the most unsexiest pick, but I mean, it's the most glaring need and I don't want to reach. I want it to sit right into that 11, if it makes sense. And then after that, that, I mean, I love the the rusher. I mean, edge rusher is a big deal, but I just don't really know if that's the spot for a majority of the pure edge rushers. So I'm, I have to lean into offensive line. Yeah. I mean, again, I think due to the, the type of depth that's in this draft, uh, trading down just seems so, so smart, but, um, we're not going to do that for the purpose of this, uh, simulator. So yeah. Uh, the Giants in our position again to pick best player available, but I, I would lean towards offensive line help because that will lift up the entire offense, um, and we need all the help we can get. I, I still don't think we're set at right tackle or any of the interior um, positions there. Um, you know, who knows what we're going to get from Solder, like you just said, TJ. But uh, there's a lot of very interesting prospects, um, whether it's Slater or um, that that dude from USC, uh, Vera Tucker. Um, but we'll get into it. That's what we're going to talk about once we get this draft going. So. Yeah. I mean, I, the one thing I, I've been fighting, I love to fight with people on the Big Blue United Twitter, which, by the way, I forgot to mention, you got to follow Big Blue United on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, obviously. Pick a fight with TJ. I was, I was picking a fight. I always try to pick fights with people who say the Giants should draft a wide receiver because I just think it's a really bad, uh, you know, pick for them. I think there's death in that position later in the draft. Honestly, I only would probably pick Kyle Pitts if he dropped as, as an offensive weapon right there. Um, I mean, whether or not that happens, I don't think it will at all because he seems to be like a generational talent at that position, at least evaluating him that way. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, let's let's get into this and, and let's see what's going on. Wait, wait oh, hold on a second. Wait, oh. I just wanted to say, could you imagine another generational talent on offense? Like Devonta Booker? Yeah. <laughs> No, no. Can, can no. you can you give us a recap real quick on Devonta Booker's contract versus Wayne Gallman's contract? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Oh, what are the exact numbers? What is it? Some some something silly like two million a year that we're paying him, and 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 the the ball man is getting like nine hundred and eight hundred. He's getting the veteran minimum. Yeah, that makes me want to retch. Devonta Booker signed a two-year, five point five million dollar contract with the Giants, including a two million dollar signing bonus and two million guaranteed. Yep. And I saw a lot of people on on, Insta on the Bible United Instagram defending that pick over Gallman, and I'm just like, guys, not so oh much, God. guys. Actually, <laughs> I need to stop doing. It. I was like, started to argue with somebody, and I clicked on their profile, and they were like, and they were saying graduating high school in 2025. I was like, I need to get out of here. Were, were they? Cute? Were they? 
Were they QAnon followers too? I don't or, know. He uh, he said some homophobic things about Micah Parsons, and I was just like, I need to get out of here. Man. Oh, good, cool. God. Good, uh, good. All right. Well, See, anyway, half our, anyway, half back, to it, back to it. Back to it. Who likes the Giants? Anybody over here? All right, cool. Doing it. Oh well, okay. So I have it set for the six rounds because why would we have the seventh? We're not going to trade down and get a seventh round pick. So why don't we just get rid of that? I should last say round. we're we're going to generally stick to like the first four rounds with more in depth, and then I guess you know the last two we'll just kind of wing cards. it a little bit. At least I'm going to wing it a little bit. We'll yeah. See. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm going to press the button here. Let's draft. I wish we had some sort of noise. Anyone want to make a noise for this? I don't know what. <laughs> All right, here we go. I put it on fast, so hopefully we'll get through this fast so everybody can stop listening. Um, anyway. Oh, wow. The pain. Uh, and there we go. It is going. All right. Tra- Trevor Lawrence, look. Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. Just a lot of, lot of, a lot of quarterbacks. Newbies. Okay, oh, wow. so let me reject. With, so, oh, see, I knew it. I knew this was going to happen because it keeps happening. I am not going to go. So, well, I am still going to go. So we have up here. We have Kyle Pitts, Devonta Smith, J.C. Horn, Christian Darasaw, Michael Parsons are the top five guys left on the board. Um, the first couple picks we had a lot of quarterbacks. Um, Colin, you scroll up a little bit so you uh, see, you know, I think Justin Fields is gone. Where'd the Falcons go at four? Justin Fields, Mac Jones at three, Roshan Slater at five, which is, yeah. that's interesting too, that they would have put Slater above Sewell, but you never know. I guess. Do you know what's weird though? Some of, some of these drafts are so wildly, in my opinion, inaccurate when you look at who gets picked where, but this one actually looks like it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, I mean, how many times is, is anyone's mock drafts ever correct, even on draft day? There's always, you know, mm-hmm. questions and things that are, I mean, you know, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay get paid how much money. I wonder how what their success rate is. I bet it's not great. No. And look at it overall. Yeah. Um. So, where are you guys going here, Colin? Well... I mean, I, I, I did not want this scenario to happen because it just it pains me. But it has to be Kyle Pitts just on, uh, based on the, the, the fact that he's there. Um, and I don't want that because I want to go for need. But I don't know. And I've been saying this for a couple of months now, and, and nobody really wanted to hear it. He's one of those guys that he's barely going to be playing tight end. Don't even ask him to block. Yeah. It, it, you're going to make him a, a ultimate red zone wide receiver, go up and get it kind of guy, and he's just a, a freak of – an athlete um i i feel like i'd be remiss not to pick him there if you know the only other scenario this wouldn't happen is if we trade down if someone wants him more than anything then we trade down but this is like the ultimate trade down scenario honestly in my mind because you go down a couple picks and still get you know a great player nonetheless like regardless yeah so it has to be it has to be pits for me I was actually going to say that uh, this is sort of interesting because in this scenario, all of the top quarterbacks are off the board. So you, I feel like you usually get a major haul if one of those quarterback needy teams wants to trade up. So this sure. is a little bit freeing, but I also think there's no chance in hell that Kyle Pitts will ever drop to us. Yeah. So um, for the sake of, of this exercise um, and the fact that we wouldn't trade down, I think I would go with uh, probably Najee Harris. Just get another running back. We have two stud running backs back there. Uh, just double down. Who you don't need anyone to block. Um, no, I mean it being a prudent choice in my book would be um, Christian Darsaw. Just a, an absolute 
monster uh, left tackle, right tackle, probably slot him in at right tackle, um, and just let him plow people. He's a huge human uh, and would shore up the weakest part of our entire team. Um, just, just, yeah, let's get him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, for the for the sake of this, I'm gonna ignore the pits this year because I don't think he's gonna be there, and I'm I'm gonna probably go with, uh, you know, I know you and Ian had a talk about Micah Parsons the other day on Instagram Live, and I, and I definitely agree with that. I know it's not like the position of need exactly, but you know, he he can rush the passer. He did play defensive end in high school, um, so he's been he's been around. He he's a very versatile defender. I just think he's like crazy athletic, and he's gonna he just has a really 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 high ceiling, and I think he's the best defensive player in this draft obviously dropping because of the character concerns. But if we want to be honest with ourselves, I think a little bit of hazing is far from the worst thing that ever happened in the Penn State locker room. So <laughs> we could just sort of... Jeez. Uh, <laughs> um, listen, at the, end of the day, at the end of the day, I think we have a strong coaching staff, and I think that those character concerns are going to go away with a good leadership and the strong locker room culture that the Giants have. So Micah Parsons is my pick. All right, but what are we going to do as a, as a group here? Well, what? I mean, I, I thank you for asking that because I, I, the only reason I picked Pitts is because I had to. Uh, I didn't want. To I, I agree with him. you, Colin. If he's actually there, we're we're all taking Pitts. So, like, I, I would have said exactly what you said. But let's play it out in a, in a like a more. So let's choose between Darissa or Parsons. Okay, Colin, you're you're the tiebreaker. You're, you're the tiebreaker. Okay. Um, honestly, from all the the research that I've been doing, I feel like there it's one of those kind of scenarios where. Especially this draft, it seems to have a lot of depth at offensive line, and I would not go with Darrisaw there. I'd go with Micah Parsons because I feel like it's just one of those picks. Uh, we haven't had a first-round linebacker since Carl Banks in 1984, which is insane. Yeah. Uh, he is the uh, he, he can rush, he can cover. His covering isn't as good as his rush, but <clears throat> excuse me, um, he's just one of those guys that I, I feel like you miss on him, and you're you're kicking yourself for years. Yeah, I mean, so. he had five pass def- passes defense la- on his you know last year. I know people knock his coverage, but he can he can drop back and be adequate in coverage, which I yeah. think is you know a, a need for any inside linebacker these days. But I don't necessarily re- relegate him to just inside linebacker. I think you can move him around a lot, especially you know the Giants aren't in their base defense all that often. But I think in some packages he can move to the outside or you know pretty much do anything. Yeah, he also has a existing relationship with Sean Spencer, Coach Chaos. Sure does. So that would be pretty cool. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, I, I think it's a great move. Now we're obviously, I mean, I think I'm at least looking looking for a, li- a lineman next round. Oh, I, I, automatically. But well, I mean, we'll I, I, who's there? Well, to, to end it just for the first year, I think it's a realistic pick for him to be there too. Oh, absolutely. Which is, which is really yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not like a fantasy kind of situation, although this is. And Devonta uh, Smith with the four Kyle Pitts. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right, what are we looking at here? Oh, wow. Gregory Rossiao is off the board at 26. He was a guy I was hoping might drop to the Giants um, in the second round, but that's a little bit of a stretch, I think. There's a lot of guys going that I, I did not uh, expect Kadarius to go Tooney was another guy that I, I was high on in the second round for the Giants. He's off the board at 38 to the Bengals. And okay. where are we here? Oh, okay. Some some good guys off the board. So top five here, we have Creed Humphrey. It's the... Oklahoma, Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma State, Terrence Marshall Jr., wide receiver at LSU, Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle Alabama, Pat Furmuth, that's a nice name, tight end Penn State. So a lot of, lot of um, offensive line help here. Um, it's a dream. Yeah. So um, 
Where are you going with this, uh, Dan? Um, I I will admit that I'm very tempted by Terrence Terrence Marshall um, from LSU. Just I think he's a six four, um, super fast. I think he ran a sub four four forty, um, and a big target for our quarterback that could use a big target. Uh, in addition to Kenny Galladay, now I think of it. Um, but I w- I don't think I'm going to do that. I I, I think uh, Tevin Jenkins would be my pick. He is another uh, physical freak um, and a pure tackle, um, which we need backups in. So <laughs> pretty much the same thing I said for Durasa. I, I, I hold true to Jenkins, though. I think he is a little bit uh, less skilled, but uh, not, not too far off. And like, as Colin said, there's tons of depth on the offensive line. So I'd be happy walking away with, with you know an absolute game breaker in the first round in Parsons and then having someone to shore up uh, the O-line and, and Jenkins. Colin, what do you like? Yeah, I, I, I would love to, to play devil's advocate, but there really isn't one. And everything that I've read I've read about Tevin Jenkins, I love. And he's like him just sitting there. He, it's just a perfect spot for him. And yeah, wide receiver would be great. And Terrence Marshall is, is wonderful. But um, although it's... It, Say Terrace Marshall? Is that incorrect? Why? I think that... that's incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a balcony, apparently. Yeah, he's he's really he's really tall. You know, you can jump off of him. Or yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I also am gonna go offensive line here, but the tackle, well, not tackle. There's another guy like uh, Dylan Reduce out of North Dakota State. Is he still on the board? Uh, he usually is. Even if he's not, he's usually there. So he's a guy I like. And I think Tevin Jenkins is is maybe uh, is also another amazing prospect, but I do like Reduce a little bit more because he can play interior and exterior line um, tackle and guard, um, which he's had success doing both in, in, at a high level for Trey Lance. Um, and I think that the Giants kind of need a little bit more versatility on the line. I think the tackle positions are there's. I mean, Andrew Thomas is going to play left tackle, and I think there's competition at right tackle with Solder and Pert, as we said before. I think that the interior line is a little bit more. Of, an, of a pressing need right now. And then, you know, to have a guy that can start in the interior and then maybe move to the outside uh, later on, depending on, you know, the, the career trajectory of Thomas or Pert or whoever else the Giants choose to bring in. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think, I think you know, the Giants obviously need a lot of offensive line help, and I think he's going to be uh, a more versatile player than Jenkins would be. That being said, you guys have both picked Jenkins, so yeah. that's the pick, so. In, 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 this, in this mock, uh... It'd also be very tempting to, to go Jalen Phillips, uh, the edge rusher from Miami, uh, as just another pure physical freak that absolutely dominated this season um, at Miami um, while Greg Rousseau was out. Um, it's, it'd be hard to deny that talent. Um, but since, you know, if, if we got Parsons in the first, but like you flip it. So if we say, say we took uh, Darsa in the first, then, then you get someone like Jalen Phillips or uh, Carlos Basham from Wake Forest, or there's a, there's a few other uh, interesting edge prospects um, in the second round too that that could be a real impacts on, on the defense, especially getting after the quarterback because we don't have too much of a pure pass rush right now. Yeah, Basham's a good player too because he is uh, you know fit for three four scheme, so he's definitely a guy who, mm-hmm. who stands up you know above the right tackle and I think could have success there. But yeah, I think uh, Jalen Phillips overall is a better prospect, but both have have great upside. I think both would be solid picks here. Uh, as well um and honestly creed humphrey could would be a good pick here too i've seen him be mocked in the first round mm. i know we said i said previously center wasn't a huge need for the Giants. he plays guards too he could play guard yeah exactly yeah. he could play guard 
I, I the only thing I worry about um your, your boy from North Dakota State Radins or Radoons however you say it uh he's a little undersized so you wouldn't automatically have that versatility of pushing him out uh which is okay but I don't know if in the second round you're going for more of a projected guard uh in the NFL I mean I don't know if that's a big deal he might put on some weight who knows but I, I that's always something that's in the back of my mind I mean yeah there's there's plenty of you know, good offensive line and edge rush help like left on this board right now. I think you really could make a couple picks here. And I think they all have solid upside uh, and value uh, where we are picking right now. So that being said, we're going to go with Tevin Jenkins, OT from Oklahoma state. And he's going to put the team on his back. Yeah. And uh, I believe Darius Slayton will be calling the second or third round pick if I'm not mistaken. I heard about that. Let's see what's coming up here in the third. He's going to run really fast to the podium and then run straight fast again. Cause he only knows one round. <laughs> But you know what? He has got a lot of heart. All right. Who we got left up? We have uh, top five Ooh. on the board here. Interesting. Uh, Davion Nixon, DT Iowa, Milton Williams, DT Louisiana Tech, Michael Carter, running back North Carolina. That's Dan's pick, obviously. Elijah <laughs> Bolden, CB Washington, Jalen Mayfield, offensive tackle Michigan. So uh, just quick recap. We went defense. We went offensive line. Um, are we where, – where are we going in the third round, Dan? Um. It's interesting. Uh, I think, Colin, can you scroll down a little? To see what's who's down there. Yeah, yeah. To see who else is there. Sorry, this is this is fascinating podcasting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, I think again, you know, if I had my druthers, I'd be drafting, like, offensive linemen with every pick. Because um, I, I do like Jalen Mayfield a lot. I think he is another sort of um, – versatile offensive lineman that could move from tackle to, to guard um, and is super powerful and would probably be a starter on the Giants. Um, but, you know, talking about different position groups, um, Jevin Holland from uh, Oregon, I see him listed as, as a safety here, but I also see him listed, listed as a corner um, on other websites. I think he is a, uh, a smooth uh, cover corner and can also... Uh, uh, be, be used all around the field. He's got good size and quickness, and I think um, he would shore up the holes in, in what has now become a fairly stout secondary. Um, so in the interest of, of having sort of a well-rounded draft, I think I might go um, Jevin Holland from Oregon. Okay, Colin, what are you thinking? Uh, in this kind of scenario, I, I'm like oddly tempted at one of the two defensive tackles, but I feel like you know, I don't know. It's inevitable that one of them is going to end up on the Vikings at some point. So, so I, I, I just, I, I really don't want to go that route. I almost never want to draft a defensive tackle again, knowing that he's eventually going to be in Minnesota. Um, I've been looking at uh, Elijah Molden quite a bit, and I feel like he's going to be the pick here. Uh, I, I There's a lot of fans out there that, that kind of feel like, oh, you know, our, our, our secondary is fine and, and, you know, we're set. We don't have to worry about that until later on. And Ian and I on the, um, the IG Live on Saturday talked about this too. You really can't have enough cornerbacks. You really, I mean, especially with this team too. And I actually talked about the, uh, the lead pipe drill. Uh, Dan, you missed that. Oh, you did. Yeah, I gave you a little bit of a shout out too. Because nice. uh, you know what's going to happen. You're, we're going to they're going to drop like flies in camp, and all of a sudden you're going to have uh, me starting at slot, and it's like not that's just not going to work <laughs> out. So, you know, you, someone like him, I, I would like him in that spot. I use one of the higher rated uh, cornerbacks left, and the way that I've been doing all of my mocks. 
it's been so rounded and I know it never ends up rounded, but I, I just, I, I can't ignore that pick right there. I would have gone Holland because of his versatility too, but I like Molden and I like what he did in college. So that's my pick. Yeah. Molden. He's legit. It's good value too. I see him yeah. going a lot higher in a lot of other drafts. I'm going to I'm going to go with another off- offensive prospect, but I just want to check that he's still there. Colin, can you yeah. check Walter Little for me? Is he still on the board here? He is. Walter. He is. Walter. Okay. So, I like this guy a lot. I think because he got hurt in 2019 and opted out last year, his stock really fell. Um, but I think he he is a much better player than what where he's he's slotted and what his draft stock would indicate. I think he could start potentially be a starter at left tackle. Uh, in the NFL one day. And I mean, he's going to need some coaching come along slowly, but I I like him a lot. And also uh, his grandfather was drafted by the giants in, in 1952. Little. So got got a little pedigree on the giants there. So I'm going, I'm going with Walter Walker, excuse me, Walker little for my pick in the third round here. Wow. Well, well, I guess if we could pick him every round, I think that would probably be (laughs) another guy. Like is is Elijah Moore still on the board too. I don't think so. He's probably he's, off. No, he's he was gone. way early. He was a guy that uh, that yeah. I like too in this round. If he were to fall, I think Peyton Turner too, the edge rusher out of Houston, was another yeah. guy. He went a couple picks uh, before us at the seventy to the the Broncos there. But I think all those guys are, are have good value, and I think Phil needs. I know maybe wide receiver isn't super pressing. Giving Jones more weapons is great, especially like you know a guy who's really explosive out of the slot. I will um, say there are a lot of diminutive uh, slot. And yeah. our wide receivers yeah. with like crazy speed and, and available like throughout the rounds. I think if Colin scrolled down a little bit, there is that guy, um, Erskine from Eastern Michigan, who is similar. Uh, you got to... Nico Collins too there. Just well, Nico there. Collins is a big is a big dude. Yeah. Um, but I was just saying, yeah, Dwayne Erskine from Western Michigan mm. um, is one of those jitterbug, super ultra fast slot um, guys. And and it seems like it's it's been a bit of a trend recently. In the league people see the success of Tyreek Hill and. Um, are sort of like willing to take a chance on a guy that's five nine or five ten that could just blow the doors off of an offense mm-hmm. or a defense for that matter. Um, so th- there, there, there's interesting prospects all over the board here. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't envision Shepard back um, after his contract ends ends this year. I think he's going to command a little bit too much money than the Giants are going to have. So going with a <laughs> going with a, with a smaller slot guy, I think you know is a is a solid pick in the later rounds for sure. I envision uh, Shepard. Uh, wanting to stay with the Giants, but the Giants opting to let him out and assigning a guy that's much older and much worse for way more money than he actually demands on open market. <laughs> <laughs> Anything's well, we, possible. We didn't help ourselves with figuring out that that pick, though. We Dave, oh yeah, who, who are we actually picking? Okay, so so I, uh, who did you guys say again? We we both chose corners, so maybe I, I think I I I'll go with Molden. So it's between I can Molden, do Molden too. Versus... I think that's a really solid pick here. Yeah. All okay. right, here we go. Picking him quarterback you know you are right you can always have you can never have too many solid quarterbacks and the way the spread offenses are running the nfl today so you know this might happen every year and you know when you when you get to like know and research some of these players does it feel like there's so much depth every year and then we're just surprised or i mean i think i think in, in the context of the college game of course there's a lot of depth whether or not these guys translate to the next level is a whole other story you know especially in the later rounds but I mean, I don't, you know, people spend endless amount of time evaluating uh, guys in the draft and we've seen it a million times, you know, there's a lot of misses and there's a lot of, you know, Tom Brady's and Russell Wilson's and, and there's a lot of Tim Couches as well. So, you know. That's exactly why trading down is the best strategy 
you need more darts to throw at the board and get more shots at, at hitting home runs. There's just, especially in a, in a, in a, a season like this with pandemic and, and less games to evaluate and more players opting out, there's so much less tape to evaluate. Um, I, I don't know. I can't advocate enough for, for the, the impetus to, to trade down um, this season's particularly, but always, you know, that's what the Patriots always do. And they always get, you know, draft value out of it, even if they may have a lot of misses. Right. No, for sure. I mean, yeah. okay. So here we are in the fourth round around uh, 116. Uh, you know, this is when the name starts getting a little bit more obscure. Maybe I'll read them. Maybe who are we looking at right now, Colin? Oh, well, you, you know where I'm going. He might, he might not be first on the list. But, uh, you know, when you have when you have to get from A to B and you really you need to get there somehow, you got to go with Hamilcar. You just got to hop in. <laughs> you got to go with Hamilcar Rashad. I mean, that name alone. I'm, this is my my throw it out there pick. Like I, I just want to see this name on a jersey. Oh. Uh, and I want I want it to be the first I want it to be the first football player to put his first name on there too uh, anyway he's an edge rusher he's a little undersized but he does have some skill and and you know it's right here like you got a couple of runs of it i mean you, you got quincy roach right there uh you got hamilcar i kind of want to go with him just for the fact it feels like it's an edge rushing round and that i mean he's just edge there. rushing round baby yeah so that's that's my pick yeah um Colin, do, do you know anything specific about him or his, his skill set? I mean, he's one of those, uh, he, his, you know, his, his athleticism isn't as high as others, but he's, he had a good career in college and so, he's, so, you know, he sits in a system well. And I think with our coaching staff, yeah. you can have anybody in those middle rounds get worked up. I mean, we got a bunch of guys yeah. that are going to be in rotation and he can be yeah. thrown in there easily. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Nice rotation player. Um, a couple, a couple of notes uh, on what I'm thinking here. Um, I'm running a simultaneous uh, draft, so we get like a, a variety of players that typically might be in this area. Um, and I will say this at first is this is when I start to look at running backs. So a running back like Trey Sermon is available here. I'm not taking him, but um, you know that's where if we needed running back help would be a great spot. You know, super productive, can can you know do a lot of things. Um, and if we have a strong offensive line, I'm sure he would do great. Um, uh, another edge rusher that I really like, and I think he's probably available on your board, Con. I, I can't totally tell. Um, but at this pick is, um, where is he? He's on mine right here. We'll just pull him up. Yeah. Uh, Deo Adenigbo from Vanderbilt. Yes. Um, is he another... gone? It looks like he might be gone. He might be gone on Collins. He's, he's available on, on the same draft that I, that I'm running. Oh, yeah. Deo with 102. To, yeah, to, yeah, but either way. But you know, he he's sometimes there, um, and he again is a physical freak. I think he opted out this last season, um, but he's like six six. He tore oh, his Achilles, hurt. which is why oh, it's not that's why he's, solo. okay. Yeah, yeah. And I always like taking chances on guys who you know maybe doesn't don't have an injury history, but had one injury, and then you know they can always bounce back. You know, we saw Tom Brady only had one injury in his whole career. He missed a season. You know, it does happen to guys. It doesn't necessarily mean they're injury prone. Yeah, yeah, but um, um, given the, you know that line of thought, I think I'm going Quincy Roach from uh, Miami. Just another sort of solid edge rusher. I th- I think he has more upside than than your guy from Oregon, Colin. Don't you say uh, that? <laughs> oh, how uh, dare you speak of Hamilcar? Yeah. <laughs> Hamilcar. <laughs> That's true. He doesn't have the same zip as as Hamilcar, but uh, Quincy Roach again was part of that that you know those three edge rushers from Miami that all 
um, garnered a lot of interest, and he was definitely ranked a lot higher earlier in the process. So um, he definitely has the, the raw ability to to be a starting caliber edge rusher in the NFL. So I'd take a shot here in the fourth round easy. I, I'm actually with you there, Dan. I think that'll be the pick uh, this time. I like Quincy. I think he's a little slow and undersized a bit, but I think he does have a good skill set. He's definitely very aggressive and explosive. Another guy I, I do like here is uh, Royce Newman, who's an offensive guard from Old Miss. Um, another like versatile versatile lineman. He could play multiple positions. Uh, he started guard, and when Lane Kiffin came in, he moved him to tackle. Uh, I think he only let up one pressure. Uh, I'm sorry, one sack a whole, whole year. So another guy that in the fourth round, I think you could take a shot on, um, you know, move him around the line, see where he sticks, if he does it all. But uh, I think, yeah, Quincy Roche will, will be the pick here. I'm going with that. I think this is really good value yeah. at, at 116 for him. I think he's probably going to end up going a little bit sooner. Yeah. I hate to say it because, you know, it's one of those situations where I'm thinking in terms of what you need per round, but one name that's on the board right here that I, I'd have a hard time not picking just for the fact that, you know, he's, he's rated really highly is, is Andre Cisco from Syracuse. I was going to say Colin. Yeah. Uh, he's one of those players that just everybody that I've read that talks about him raves about the guy. He's one of those guys, you know, Syracuse isn't a great football school, but he's one of those dudes that just has everything he can hit. He can cover. He, he he's sitting there in the middle of this draft for, no good reason really well he had i guess he had a knee injury but uh well, well i mean what was it devastating or i i no no it, it just it just it affected his productivity yeah. but okay. I, I heard the same things you said you know potential steel game changer just like sort of like that tenacious kind of player that mm-hmm. you, does the stuff you can't really teach yeah so that would that would be someone to keep in mind yeah, as well absolutely don't talk bad about syracuse by the way devendorf was the best ah uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about my, my boy Devendorf on the on the basketball team. Also, like, didn't Dwight Freeney go there? He did. Yeah, he he, he was pretty good. But yeah, uh, I guess so, you're right. They don't really make a lot of good talent. Uh, McNabb, I guess, would be the only other really notable dude from Syracuse football wise that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. So yeah, G Mac and Devendorf and Carmelo Anthony. Come on, not that Devendorf and Carmelo Anthony played together, but no. I love Qs. Uh, so who am I, who am I actually picking? Were you talking about football? Quincy. Uh, Quincy, baby. Okay. Yeah, that does make sense. Don't worry. Oh, Colin, look, Hamilcar went to the Vikings, so you didn't have to wait four years for them to sign him off the well, Giants. Well, he's he was in a defensive tackle, though. So, so yeah, well, you know. He jumped the gun. The joke, the joke can go further here. Uh, Aaron Banks. No round five. So the here Giants have two six-round picks. One of them was from the uh, Cardinals for the Marcus Golden trade. Uh, I mean, he probably—I don't know. They weren't using him, so might as well get some value for him. Yeah. Here we are, one ninety-six. I think this is an easy one for me. What do you got, TJ? I—I—I do like Chauncey Golston out of Iowa. Um, I think that the Giants need to load up on uh, basically uh, on on my mock draft that I did myself before this. I literally only have edge rushers and offensive linemen. So I would be totally fine if the Giants only picked uh, edge rushers and offensive linemen. I think they need to get stock. <laughs> Chauncey's my pick here. Um, a guy who I, I think has, has good upside um, needs, needs to be polished, needs some work and his technique. But overall, I think, you know, has the physical ability to be a starter in the NFL or at least a rotational pass rusher. And, and decent value at this spot. A lot of names. Wow, that's before. a good name. Josh Immortabahebi? Yeah, I, I looked into him a little bit. He's actually a, a pretty uh, pretty awesome 
kind of pick right there. He's more of a possession receiver kind of guy, but he's huge. So I, I don't know. I feel like we've just had really short dudes at wide receiver forever. I'm, I'm not saying this is my pick. I just happen to d- dive What's in. your pick, Colin? Uh, I mean, I have to go with uh, Larry Borum from Missouri at guard. I mean, it, I, I, it, this might be the most boring mock draft ever, but it's the, the matter of the fact is we need these offensive linemen in there. And I, I just like his versatility. He can play on either side. He can also play a little bit of tackle, and he's massive. And he can move. He's massive and can move. Um, yeah, I, I kind of just have to go with that. I mean, it's just insane, the depth of, of, of offensive line. I do recall in the past, like, reading into a lot of these guys when we were doing these in the past, and there's just, like, nobody that I really care about. And everything that I read about some of these mm-hmm. later round uh, candidates are, are actually pretty decent. So, <clears throat> got to go with them. Yeah. Um, I think for me... Uh, the the player would uh, with the most sort of upside or, or most chance to, to make an impact immediately would be uh, another corner uh, Thomas Graham from uh, Oregon uh, a three year starter there um, a decent size he's five ten and, and three quarters hundred ninety pounds um, he can cover deep um, and I think you know in this game <laughs> uh, today's NFL you need a lot of depth at, at uh at, at in in the secondary to be able to to go out there when the other teams are putting four wide receivers out, um, and I, and I think you can get in the rotation. A lot of guys are young on our in our secondary, but um, you know it's a really competitive group, and I, I think he would be just nice nice depth at this point. If someone should go down, it gets it gets thin fast. Um, so yeah, Thomas yeah. Graham. All right, um, I will I will happily take uh, Thomas Graham with you guys if you want, Dan. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, we already picked a cornerback, didn't we? Connor, yeah, we did. All right, you know what? Then I'm going to go offensive guard here, and I do like Larry Borum as well. If do unless it. you guys want to switch to edge rusher, but I think you know, if th- you guys I, think he's, I think Golston's a sexy pick. I think Borum is a uh, is is a is a hardworking guy who's who needs to come in and and solidify a very shaky unit. So I will think he bring his lunch? The more linemen, the better. Yeah, he better bring his lunch balance. I heard his All motor right. is quite high. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I think the the percentage of Molly and the hog that is that comes with it is very very high What's the ratio of hog to molly there you think that uh, it's it's acceptable gentleman pick here or well what's the ideal ratio you need more hog than molly right right so like 80 20. he's like full it's so he's like full hog 90 90 10 i think he's a 90 10 hog yeah all right yeah let's let's go ahead and hit that that's hit that dangerous amount of hog actually yeah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Hey, you know what they say? You can't have enough hog. A lot of people right. said that. A lot of people say that about Colin. Actually, mm. heard that. Put it on the board. <sighs> <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, well, well, Moving that was on to, uh, yeah, Here we are. Two on one. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Why don't we? Maybe we can pick Thomas Cram. <laughs> we can pick Thomas Cram. <laughs> Honestly, I'm actually. I want to go with Josh. Uh, Big, big body wide receiver. I think, you know, uh, we did, we went a lot of need here. And I think uh, get a fun guy, fun, big, big, tall wide receiver, red zone target for, for Jones to, uh, you know. Immator Behebi. Immator Behebi. Immortal Joe. Immator Behebi. Immortal Combat. I knew that before we started this, it was just going to be an exercise in me mispronouncing people's names. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I was right. I mean, that there's a lot of letters in there that you don't know what to do with Imhotep. Um, Imhotep. Colin, can you scroll some? Yes. 
scrolling down. You're think outside the box in, in these rounds here. Yeah, it's true. Uh, um, Simi uh, Fihoko is another another decent wide receiver pick right here from Stanford. Like these everything two that I've read Ohio about State him. guys as well. Um, Jonathan Cooper is, is sort of an interesting prospect. Um, and, and Hiller is supposed to be a good run, uh, linebacker. Oh, Emat or Bebe, by the way. Oh, yeah? Emat or Bebe. Okay. 6'2", 220. So he's not as tall as we thought, but he definitely is a big-bodied guy. He's one of those uh, 6'2", 220. What does that remind me of? What does that remind you of, uh, a former player or a current player? Like with almost 6'2", si- what? 220. Clint Sintum. No. <laughs> no, as a wide receiver, I mean. I mean, I, he's bigger, but, like, I, I picture, like, uh, an Anquan Bolden kind I of. I literally was just going to say Anquan Bolden. I was looking up. The Anquan Bolden was 6'1". Oh. Yeah. But what was his weight? Was it anywhere near? Let's see. Let's see. Because I feel like they're very similar players. I, I think what I've read about that guy is that he has a, a game very similar. Very... Anquan Bolden, 6'1", 223. That's so funny oh. that we were both thinking about that. I was literally Get just going to look it up to make sure Anquan Bolden's metrics were what I thought they were. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, Anquan Bolden is probably the, one, of, one of the, if not the best possession receiver in NFL history. So probably touting this guy a little too high in the sixth round, but, um, you know, at least the similar body type. Um, I think, I think possession receivers are always underrated too, especially when you have, you know, guys like hopefully Evan Ingram who tries to catch the ball this year, could be dynamic and Galladay obviously is a good receiver. So just having a little reliable target on the other outside is always a positive. I think I'm going to, I'm going to throw out, you know, uh, the second coming Van Quan. That's my pick. Let's get it in. Picks in. I like it. All right. So, uh, you know, that's our last pick. So, guys, how how do you grade yourself in this draft now? Because I'd say we did A+. plus. Well, So, let's run through uh, all our picks again. Yeah, we got to wait for the simulator to uh, to end here. So, in the meantime... Uh, well, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to copy it, and I'm going to send it to you in, in a text message as well, so we can look at it. There it is. Now. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll do the run here. So, at 11, we had Micah Parsons, 42, Tevin Jenkins, offense tackle, Oklahoma State. 76, we had Elijah Molden, cornerback, Washington. 116, Quincy Roche, edge of Miami. 196, Larry Borum, offensive guard, Missouri. And 201, Josh Immortabebe. Hey, <laughs> incredibly, from Illinois. incredibly well-rounded this draft. Not uh, I think I think they hit. We hit a lot of positions of need. I think we I think we just missed out on maybe a de- defensive line, but I think that uh, Danny Shelton coming in might be able to. Uh, take up some space on the, uh, in the rotation. And as a starter um, with this first round pedigree, I know he hasn't had the career people thought he did, but um, I think, you know, adequate replacement for Dalvin Thompson. So I do, I do like this draft. I do like this draft. I think, I think the Roche pick is probably my favorite um, yeah. obviously. And then I, I, I like the Parsons pick too. His first round picks always sexy. I think he's a going to be a really good player in this league for a long time. Yeah. And, and I mean, his strong suit is, is rushing, even though does he, not have a sack less this year or was that he had five sacks and this four okay. forced fumbles he's a, he can create a lot of turnovers too four, four uh, forced fumbles yeah so. you know i guess his biggest question mark is his coverage ability um but i think we addressed a lot of the things we're most worried about with the team and you know getting pressure on on, on the uh, on defense and shoring up the offensive line um and i think molden was a great value pick in the third round i i definitely figured he would go somewhere in the second round so agreed um i like it yeah, this is, it makes sense. I mean, you know, you know, we're we're gonna have just six picks, and we're not gonna trade at all. Like, so let's just yeah. get real. This is this is the most realistic situation. 
<laughs> which is funny because we didn't even have to think about it like that. But by the sure fact that we took trades out of it, just made it more realistic in itself. So, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. All right, so uh, that's that was our mock draft, guys. We'll be back next week or the week after to kind of do our uh, you know analysis of the actual draft, which is on this Thursday. Um, I'm excited for it. I hope you guys are too, and I hope you enjoyed listening to us tonight. And as always, follow Bible United on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We want to stop shop for all your Giants needs. And uh, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. See ya.